I think we're in a very unique situation, maybe uh, the first time ever uh, experiencing such a division within Israeli society over a, such a crucial issue. And it seems like we're in a deadlock. Uh, those who are against the reform are just raising their demands as the days go by and put on the bar on the wagon more and more things that they want to be sorted out within the dispute or discussion that's uh, taking place now. Uh, the coalition, on the other hand, are withdrawing from what they wanted initially uh, into something which is already way smaller and minor than what was uh, intended at the first place. And both these uh, parties, both the coalition and the opposition, are not really managing to move forward uh, with what they are uh, hoping to achieve. On the other hand, the damages which are being caused, whether it's the economy, security, uh, the unity of Israel, the international relationships, are deteriorating in such a pace that time is of essence. And when you have such a situation which is so unique and extreme uh, and you don't find a solution how to get out of it, I thought maybe suggesting something that never has been tried before but maybe will be able to get us out of this mess should be suggested and discussed. Justice Minister Yuriv Levin says that he's been working for his whole life for this judicial change. We're now about 10 days away from it coming into um, to, to fruition. There's no way, surely, he's going to back down at this late stage and agree to a referendum. Well, I know Yariv Levin from that day that he started thinking of it. It was in the middle of the 1990s. He was just a, was qualified as a lawyer, and I was qualified more or less at the same time. And then he was running for a political position in the Jerusalem Bar Association of Lawyers. And I actually helped him, and we formed a party of young lawyers. So I know exactly what went through the head of Yariv Levin. I'm a full partner of the understanding that there needs to be a change in, there needs to be a judicial reform. The system is lacking some issues that need to be amended. But unfortunately, the way that the reform was promoted has caused uh, such an uproar that I think wasn't anticipated, definitely wasn't planned to, and there was no response. And the damages that they're causing at the moment are so great that at the end of the day, uh, the reform might actually pass, but the damages will be enormous. What question would you is, propose? What question would you propose if there was a referendum? Because there's so been... I'll get to it in just one second. But the other thing is that if, there are, if the judicial reform doesn't pass with a big support, there is always a fear that the next day there will be a different government who will turn it over. And therefore, we need to have a discussion which is more on something which is representing the desires of both sides. And this is where we come to how I suggest to hold the referendum. At the moment, the discussion is between two extremists, and there's no middle ground. I honestly believe that the majority of the people are in the middle, understanding that some sort of reform needs to happen, they don't know exactly to point at it, and the parties are not really going in that direction. The, reform will, the referendum will be in such a manner that the coalition will have to present one suggestion, the opposition will have to present one suggestion. 
and the people will have to vote whether they want the coalition's reform or the opposition's reform. The coalition and the opposition will be in a different situation than what they are at the moment because they will, instead of thinking of the extremists, they will want to try and present a reform that's representing the biggest amount of people that will vote for it. And it will actually bring both parties to start talking in more terms of what the majority of the people will want. And it might even bring out that there aren't that many differences between the coalition and the opposition as to what needs to happen in the judicial reform. Have you received any support for this um, referendum idea? So first of all, I'm getting a lot of support, also from members of Knesset from the coalition and the opposition. One other big advantage of going down that road is that it will allow us for a few weeks to get organized, which hopefully will reduce the flames, will reduce the argument, will reduce the tension in the street, will allow us to celebrate Pesach, uh, commemorate the uh, Holocaust Memorial Day, the Fallen Soldiers Memorial Day in Yom Ha'atzmaut, without having this dispute amongst us. And hopefully then we'll build a mechanism that a decision can be made and we can move forward. How many members from the Knesset, from the coalition, say they support a referendum? How, how many have told you this? So far, I've heard from at least uh, three, if not four, members of Knesset from the coalition. Uh, I'm now in the process of sending individual letters to every single member of Knesset with the proposal of how to legislate the process, because we have to admit we don't have even a legislation of holding a referendum in Israel. Um, but hopefully these practical suggestions will lead us to something which is more concrete, calmer, and will be able to retain some sanity to our lives in this country. One final question on a separate issue, if I may. The U.S. State Department yesterday summoned the Israeli ambassador for a diplomatic dressing down after Israel repealed the disengagement bill uh, segments that pertain to northern Samaria. Do you support this bill that was passed, bearing in mind the diplomatic damage it's already done, it's already caused? I think, unfortunately, again, it might be something which is completely legitimate and completely right and something that happened in the past and never went the road that the people who initiated went down. It didn't even, it was part of the preparation for the Oslo Accord part of the fulfillment of the Oslo Accord, but we know today that that has stopped, and unfortunately the situation in North Samaria has stand still for such a long period of time with nothing really happening. Uh, but it's just another example that if the ministers involved would have had the time to actually present it to the American administration, explain what's behind it, try, try and create a lobby, uh, the criticism from abroad could have been minimized, And it's an example of just how the judicial reform is also uh, trying to be passed without really doing the groundwork, which is so necessary for these major things that we want to achieve.